What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? You know what time it is. It's 4 o'clock, it's Tuesday. Time for Out of Bounds, your host, Brandon Lawrence. Carlo Kellum is in absentia, and Trevor Kelsey's on the wheels of steel. He, he asked particularly today to play that. He waited, to, he waited until, I noticed he waited until the 1989 came in, Trev. That's cold, man. Thanks, man. Still my favorite line. I just love that opening line. It ranks up there probably top 25 opening line lyrics of a song to me. Perfect time. All time. And you know another thing? The funky drummer, right? I was watching. I was watching. Of course, you know, um, Get On Up came out this year. And I was watching uh, Mr. Dynamite, the documentary on James Brown. And they were saying, they this is like a bunch of hip-hop guys were saying that how um, the funky drummer is like one of the most uh, uh, copied or what do you call it? Sampled yeah. parts in music, and and the guy I, f- I forgot who did it. Was it um, Clyde Stubblefield? I think maybe it was Clyde Stubblefield. He's he was a drummer for uh, James Brown, and um, I think he said that they did. They hated that. They hated the funky drummer, and that's always how it is. It's like the song that the musicians hate become the. Thing that everybody else loves. The one hit wonder that no one ever wants to play because yeah. they're just sick of hearing. Yeah, they, the Billy Cyrus don't want to go to a concert. Why this example is the first thing that popped up. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't want to show up and hear everybody go, Aki Breaky Heart. But nah. you, you don't show up to hear the B side of that album. You want to hear Aki Breaky Heart. You don't show up to Led Zeppelin and yeah. not get a little free bird. You know, but it's, Come the on. Same, it's the same thing. It's like, it's like because I was listening to a Jimi Hendrix um, uh, interview back in the way back yep. then, of course. And that's the same thing he said. He said, man, I have so much. You know, this is when he had his English accent, right? <laughs> he's like straight out of Seattle. He was like, he's like, man, I have I have so many more, you know, things to add to music and to contribute. He said, but every time I come out, people just want to hear Purple Haze. Was that a Foxy Lady, I think, too, was yeah. another one. Yeah. it was a number one hit is. Yeah, that's yeah. all they want to hear. They don't want to hear the... It's crazy. Your, your experience and all the, the things you can do in music, they want to hear that one hit. It's got to be annoying. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. That's, that's what he was saying. You know, he was like, man, you know, this is, it's annoying. And you, I mean, how many different ways can you play Purple Haze if and, you played it a thousand times? And if you watch those one hit, like those uh, top one hit wonder specials on like Beach One, which I, I love watching those all the time, I'm obsessed with top 10, top 100 lists. They'll talk to, yeah. you know, the artists. And it's, it's kind of funny to see the split of the artists. Some will be like, I refuse to ever play that song again because I'm just so sick of it. And others embrace it. They go, listen, hey, if it wasn't for that, I know I'm a one-hit wonder. Oh, yeah. I, if it wasn't for that song, my kids wouldn't have gone to Catholic school. I wouldn't be driving a car. I wouldn't be sitting here talking today. I embrace mm-hmm. it. Yes, I'm tired of playing it, but you know what? That's what they want, so I'm going to give it to them. Yeah, I mean, you got to pretty much like resolve to, to, to that fact. Would I you mean, would you be okay with being a one-hit wonder? Would you If you were a, a, a musician and yeah. you had a one-hit only and you were still trying to hold on to the, the, the straws of your, your glory days back in the day, and you were probably at the level where you're playing at casinos and, and you know, little, <laughs> little hole in the wall bars. Would you play yeah. your one hit, even if that's all they kept requesting? Or would you be kind of that, I'm an artist above well, everything. I'm not going to play my one hit. I'm playing you my new stuff. Well, I mean, you know, to be honest, man, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's like, to me, and this might sound weird, but it's analogous to being, I'm a lawyer, of course, so it's analogous to being, an attorney, like you know, every because when you go to you go to law school and everybody watches, you know, now it's how to get away with murder, and back in the day it was a paper chase. Hey, I'm watching SBU right now. You think like yeah. that? I, I mean, mean, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's the excitement. Everybody wants to go to trial, yeah. right? But in reality, in reality, when you as an attorney, when you go to trial, 
you're missing money because you're not in the office, you're not taking calls, you're not hustling, you're, you're, you know, you're in a trial. So you're losing money except for the money that you got paid probably months ago on a trial that, you know, is taking however long and you're making, at the end of the day, you're making like 10 bucks an hour. Right, because when you, when you stretch it out, so um, that ain't paying law. That ain't paying well, school loans. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, I mean, say you make a hundred thousand bucks, but if you make a hundred thousand bucks and you put thousands of hours into this thing, when you divide that, then you know per hour you're like, oh wow, that's not a whole lot of money, even though it doesn't sound like it at the time. So, but what I'm, my point is, I I I would love being in trial. You know, I've done murder trials and death penalty trials, stuff like that. It's it's exciting and gets your adrenaline going. But my bread and butter that I made money off of have been cases that have settled, like wrongful death cases, car accident cases that keep coming in, you know. And that's um, it's kind of it's kind of is it it's kind of boring. It's boring, and it's like after a while, you're like, wow, I'm just making money. I want to get a juicy trial. You poor thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, but that's but that's the same thing people say with the like we were just talking about yeah, with the one hit yeah. wonders. It's like, oh yeah, okay. You you're mad because people love that one song, but like you said, that one song has made you, you know, has given you, uh, given you a life relevance. Yeah, it's giving you relevance and it's gotten you, you know, whatever your house, your car, and it sustains you for life. So yeah, everybody, you know, it's everybody. Is the first? What are these uh, first world complaints? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't go. Could be worse. There like, have been I, greater, greater tragedies. I don't go to life. Guns and Roses and be like, "Oh yeah, come on, rock me right. some Chinese democracy." You know, I want to. I want right. to hear patience. I want to. Yeah. I don't want to hear the growth of Axl Rose as an artist. I want to hear what I. The reason I'm actually showing up to this concert for. And nobody wants. And that's the thing. Nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. That's the <laughs> bottom line. Nobody wants to hear it unless you know. You look at like twenty or you know, a generation later. Somebody's like, "Oh man, you know, like Dave Grohl might." Hit some, you know, he he's getting all these old blues guys together now. But at the time, blues wasn't making a gang of money. But now, that's why it's the blues, right? That's but, the reason. But why. now, you know, but Dave Grohl will probably make these guys a bunch of money. Yeah, and yeah. himself too. Right? Blues guys not allowed to make money. That's why they have the blues. It's because they're broke. Well, that's the yeah. whole point. You can't be rich and have the blues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the guys that read money. <laughs> tell, tell, hey, tell them that, man. Tell them that. But hey, man, let's get into this sports thing. We talked a little bit about life, which is cool. But I mean, sports is life, right? So yesterday we had a uh, we had a uh, double feature because I always say I was kidding with the inside man. I said, man, the Pittsburgh Tennessee game the week before last, the ratings were so low they had to have two games to get the ratings back and get the money back for the NFL that the Pittsburgh the boring Pittsburgh Steelers lost them. But um and speaking of NFL, we're talking about uh Ray Rice, man. Of course, we might as well when the when the trial mood, the trial watching mood or non-trial watching mood. Ray Rice um some reports said that uh US Judge Barbara S. Jones, who's got this Ray Rice appeal of his indefinite suspension, she could come back with a ruling Basically, any time now. And they said all this stuff is about timing now. They said that um, Tuesday, if a ruling came out today or tomorrow, uh, before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week, that it would kind of, the news would get lost in the celebratory mood of everyone being uh, hungover and in uh, uh, full being gluttons on Thanksgiving. So maybe, maybe a Ray Rice ruling will come out. Maybe Judge Jones rules in Ray Rice's favor. I don't know what that'll do 
for except that'll put some money in his pocket. I'd imagine. I don't know if anybody will pick him up. Still, that's the main question that comes after that. Is anybody gonna is is Ray Rice too uh, contaminated, electric? Is he too uh, you know is is he, is he too hot to touch, man? I guess that's the thing. You have court experience. Too you, nuclear. You, you have uh, law experience dealing with judges and juries and so on and so forth. Is it me or is it the longer they take, the, always the worst sign to say that it's not going to go in favor of the person trying to get what they want? You I say Ray Rice. The, the longer a judge takes or a, in certain cases outside of sports, a uh, grand jury may take four months to make it. When you take four months or you know, a, a judge is taking weeks and weeks upon yeah. appeal, that just basically tells me he's just inevitable, <laughs> avoiding the inevitable of saying the bad news, that we're not know. indicting, we're not going to let you have your appeal, we're not going to do this or that. That's what it tells me because if it's, I'm not saying People, it's slam dunk, but if it's taking that long, yeah. there's probably a reason why. People have different thoughts about different different uh, opinions on that as far as uh, a, a decision taking a long time or a short time. I mean, me, I'd rather have a decision. I think if it's quick, if, if like say if you're Ray Rice's um, in Ray Rice's position, if it's quick, I'd rather have a quick decision. I think I'd rather have a quick decision if I was him. Don't drag it out. I want you know I don't want to go to sleep my stomach getting knots and being around and having to see it in the paper on the news and having to avoid people. Just give me a decision and let's and let's go from there, man. What would cause a judge to take this on? I mean, what what do you need to go over for weeks and weeks and weeks to to make a decision here? I she mean, got other cases, you know. But this shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like I'm not saying it's an open and shut case, yeah, but yeah. I mean it's kind of an open. I mean, there's video, obviously, uh, coverage of it. We've been it's been shoved down everyone's throats yeah. for now months. So there's very few details I'm sure that haven't been un, un, you know shown to the public. Well, here's what here's what really happens. What really happens is she's got a couple law clerks in there. They brief both sides both sides of the issue, give it to her, and then she makes a decision based on probably what what she already thinks plus what two other law students think or two other uh, just out of school uh, lawyers from Harvard or wherever Brown or wherever they went to or SIU Law School. If they went there, <laughs> or Brandeis uh, School or, of Law, or Brandeis, yeah, <laughs> Brandeis, yeah. But I mean, man, you know, I, who who knows, man? That's why I have who a knows? bad feeling for who Ray Wright. I mean, I, I think he's not going. It's not going to go in his favor. He's going to end up being suspended for the rest of the year. But it's really relevant because even if he is cleared to play this year, no, no one's going to. Yeah, I don't think he was going to pick him up. I he's just, too uh, nuclear. Yeah, man. it's too not going to happen. He's not. It's not. It's not going to happen. And speaking of nuclear, Adrian Peterson. It's for two running backs, Adrian Peterson. Um, he, uh, <laughs> it's, fun. it's not funny, but this is relevant because the Ferguson decision came down. Everybody's talking about that. You can't help but talk about that. Um, the Ferguson decision, they didn't decide. The grand jury didn't indict Darren Wilson for killing uh, Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, close to St. Louis. So, of course, in, in infinite wisdom, Adrian Peterson finds something to uh, relate to his own life through this decision or non-decision. He tweets, the grand jury decided not to indict me too. But that changed a week later. Maybe, but not likely in this case. That's one of those moments I wish I had a switch and I could just <laughs> smack AP on the nose and be like, bad. <laughs> like no. A, is that like, like a dog? That's what you do a dog, man. No, bad Rap boy. Him on the nose. Bad. No. Yeah. I mean, you know. Put down the cell phone. Put down the <laughs> iPad. Do not tweet. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it would be cool to stay away. Just, I mean, you would think that people would say, 
you need like you need three buttons. You need a three. You need three buttons on it. You need you need a delete button. You need a I guess go button for the tweet. You need a tweet button, and you need a you need a button that says that you can push it, and in the thirty minutes, if you feel the same way, you can tweet it. Well, it should right? at least like, have like hold, you, you need a pause button, like a tweet pause. Pause for thirty minutes, and then ask me if I really want to tweet this. Or at least one of those confirm. Are you sure you want to do this? But like, right. like when you go to delete a contact your phone, at least to ask you a second time, <laughs> are you sure you want to? Delete it? You got to right. sit back and think about. It, go, man, maybe I do yeah, need to keep this number. We had some good memories. Yeah, yeah. you start having the, the the graduation goggles. We start remembering all right. the good times right. and forget the fact that they gave you swirlies <laughs> in high school. You're like, man, I yeah. might want to drunk text her. Yeah, so, so hold up, man. Hold off on. They stay with Twitter. They should put a little note that says, "Are you sure you want yeah, to?" At least that's make you think do. about it. That's what they need to do on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, because just reading this stuff, it's like you know, it, it's 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 crazy stuff, man. And at some point, I, of all the expensive lawyers he has, right. and I'm speaking of Adrian Peterson, yeah, one of them, please just say, "Listen, AP, this is America. We have a short term sure. memory. It's a it's a forgive and forget society." You Let will be go. forgotten, and you'll be forgiven and brought back in the spotlight if you just stay quiet, sit right. back, and don't say anything. Just right. be quiet; it'll be forgotten. Trust me. Something else will come up, but, and yeah. society will wrap their head around that, and you'll be able to move on next year at your own will. Instagram yourself working out or running up a hill or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing yeah. to do, man. But check it. if you if if you want to get in on this thing, sit ups in the driveway like <laughs> Terrell Owens. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you right, right. I mean, you know, ladies will like it, and men will be like, man, stop showing off. Yeah, I mean, fans might give yeah. you crap, but listen, that's gonna happen regardless. It's gonna so, happen. Yeah, you know, that's the fans I mean, aren't what you got. At least they're like, oh happy. man, this guy's ready. He's passionate about. Fo-. You can spin it. He's passionate about football. He wants to really, really get back in there, man. You know, there's something like that. But hey, check it. If you want to get on this conversation, um, Oxmoor Four Lincoln Buzz Line 502-384-1450. 502-384-1450. Um, you can text us. Is that Lotus Gun thing working? Lotus Gun Work Text Line. It's yeah. 414-1450. If you're lucky enough and, and cool enough, I might text you back if you text in on it. I, I keep an eye on it regularly throughout the shows. If you text me, then I'll text you back. Ah, a little digital underground there. Yeah, yes. man. We got to play that one. Um, but yeah, and also like us on like Out of Bounds O O B on Out of Bounds Facebook page and Twitter and what is it hashtag O O B all the other stuff. Yeah, cool. But yeah, man, let's stick sticking with this NFL thing. Don't act like you don't know hashtags. I see your Twitter yeah, account. You hashtag tweet, everything. We, hey, we tweet, man. You might tweet. as well be a bar in Amsterdam. You got so much hashtags going around. We tweet, <laughs> man. Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam. We tweet, man. Nice, nice wire reference there, by the way. I got it. You ain't going over bad on that. We tweet, man. Hey, that's what I did all last week. I was bored. I just watched Wire. Like you, three, four minute YouTube clips of Wire. Oh, I wire. love it. Money that's, ain't got no spenders, only owner. Oh, no, got no owners, only spenders. Only spenders, man. Yep. That's a lot of yeah, a lot of good stuff. I'm. A, I think over the break, I'm gonna watch. Like over Christmas, I'm gonna just watch the Wire. I'm gonna watch the all the seasons. You got HBO Go, I assume. On your, nah, I just uh, I got the old DVDs. Okay, you're old school. Okay, yeah. you got the HBO Go app. You can go watch any wire anytime. Really? I love. I I'll go back randomly at night and I'm bored, nothing on TV. I'll go watch a random wire. The only problem with doing it is I get hooked again. Oh yeah, like drugs, and I'm, right. I'm I'm wanting to watch. Next thing I know, like when I originally first time watched it, <laughs> I'm eight hours in. It's six in the morning, yeah. and I'm. I'm almost on to season three, but That's you know, good TV man. That's, <laughs> That's good, good TV, stuff. no doubt. Um, yeah, speaking of keeping on keeping it on the on the football theme, UCLA quarterback Brett Hundley, he's cold. He was an early Heisman guy. Um, went into a lost a few games, so he's out of the running. It looks like, 
But he says he's not coming back next year. So it looks like it's going to be him. A couple of top two guys, top two quarterback guys. Hunley, Mariota if he comes out, which he probably will. Jameis Winston, you know, I guess those are the top three. One of some of the they yeah top three I would say top three. Hundley probably won. He's There's legit. no surprise he's not coming back. I'm just more legit. surprised he came back last year. Yeah. Mariota, I think I don't know how much he's dropped. I haven't seen any records of it, but something like we talked about last week, uh, Brandon. You know where the 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 read option quarterbacks are showing you know to be yeah. kind of one and done wonders, and yeah. that's what Mariota is. And, and if he's smaller too, right? He is. Yeah, and if you, and if you look at the Mariota, I mean, if you're a franchise, I mean, do you is he worth the you know juice worth the squeeze? Is juice worth the squeeze. You know, Love it, it. I don't know, and I don't know, and to me, it's not. I'm not a fan of the read option quarterbacks. I think it is kind of just a you know pain in a, a fad, but. It's still an option. I mean, it's still out there. And, of course, James Winston's spelling not just because of his off-court issues, but some – with any player in the NFL, a quarterback especially, the more you stay longer, the more chance you have for them to pick you apart and find things of reasons why you shouldn't be drafted maybe where you should have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right, right. The longer you stay, the longer that they've got to uh, analyze your game, dissect your game, critique it. Yeah, so get up out of there, man. Obviously, I mean, you you got to stay – Nowadays, you got to stay till until your sophomore year, until what you're 20, right? Well, you, it's three years removed from high school. Yeah. So if you're so a red so shirt, yeah, you can leave after your sophomore year. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're making it tough for these guys, but whatever, man. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be right back after these messages out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, we're back out of bounds. You already know, man. If you kiss me, yeah, I'll kiss you back. But um, it's look, like urban huh? legend going out. It's like an urban legend. I think that Money B was like is dead, but he's not. He's alive, isn't he? Man, I don't know, man. I hope not. I, I mean, I hope he's not dead. I think it's like it's like the before <laughs> Twitter <laughs> hoax was even around. <laughs> 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 nah, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. Digital underground. They're cold, man. Cold as ice. Willing to sacrifice. MOP. You know? But hey, man. Um, keeping with we're keeping with this thing. Keeping on this uh NF what it let's switch it over. Let's switch it over to across the pond, man. Lewis Hamilton. If you don't know him, you should know him. He won the Formula One championship on Sunday in Abu Dhabi. He's a world champ, y'all. He's the first two-time winner from England in a while since Jackie Stewart, I believe. And he's a young guy, about 29, something like that. You know, um, hey, shout out to Lewis Hamilton. But look, man, we had a special, a very, very, very special guest who um, who were very blessed to be able to talk to today. Um, world champion, um, colleg- collegiate champion, um, straight out of Chicago, 
Antoine Walker. What's going on? How you doing, Mr. Walker? Welcome to the show. All right. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for being on. Thanks for taking out the time to do it. Um, look, you're, 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 we got you on here. And you're, you've got a, um, let's just get right to it. You've got a documentary coming out. It's called Gone in an Instant. And um, it's, Yeah, I got it. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, you can no. finish. I was just, uh, no, I said I did that. Yeah, we got a documentary coming out called Gone in the Instant. Yeah. And um, and I, um I, I got a chance to see the promo of it, the, the trailer. I mean, it looks it, it looks like it's going to be spectacular. It looks like it is spectacular. And what caught my caught my attention was I've never seen and uh, I've never seen a um, documentary like quite like this one. Usually, you're used to seeing a lot of documentaries. They say you know guys that could have made it almost made it. Like uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Lenny Cook, or something like that. But but this was this is a different situation, right? You you you've been at the top and everything, and uh, you've achieved like pretty much anything that anybody could have achieved in your profession, your craft. And um, I mean, it's it's I think it's a great you know a great thing. Do you want to tell the audience about it or you know uh, ex- expound upon that? Well, um, Garden of Esther was. A- something I've been working on for the last two and a half, three years. And, and basically what I wanted to do is really just tell my, my story um, from start to finish. Um, the good, bad, and the ugly just kind of highlighting everything that I've went through in my life, um, but also make it a learning tool for a lot of young athletes, uh, a lot of young African-American men and different people in businesses to make sure that they make the right decisions in life. Uh, when we get our hands on a lot of money and we make a lot of money uh, to make sure that we do the right things with it. And I want people to really understand that this is going to be a complete learning tool for them, not just um, basketball and, and all the individual accomplishments I've had, but through the tough times and ragged riches, me going through my bankruptcy, uh, me going through my gambling situation, all the things that, that I went through in my life, getting robbed, everything that went through in my life, I wanted to be put in front but also, I wanted to be a learning tool because I felt like when I went through my situation, that a lot of, a lot of young athletes need to need to hear this and need to understand that this could be a learning tool for them, and so they don't make the same mistakes that I made. So it's a combination of those things that inspire, and I wanted to make sure that I do the right thing by it. Well, absolutely. I mean, what what um, and I know you you said it a bit, you know, already. What really inspired you to um to go ahead and and go through with the project? Was it something that you know you just kind of woke up in the middle of the night, hey, I got to do this, or was it something over time that inspired you to do it? Well, actually, to be honest, it was just more so when I started going through some of my trials and tribulations in life, just to see the media try to paint this certain picture of just myself, I felt like was wrong. They didn't really know my story. It was so many stories that was out there, and 50% of it wasn't even true. And that's what bothered me. And, And I wanted to really make sure that I get to tell my story the right way it was. And then going through my process and understanding the mistakes that I made and going through a bankruptcy that cost me, you know, pretty much my wealth, I had to go through that. I wanted to share that so a lot of these guys don't make that same mistake. The percentages are so high with athletes and entertainers that lose their money when their career is over with. Um, I, I want to see if I can make a difference to try to at least try to bring that number down to something respectable. Yeah, I mean, I and it's just when you said that, it kind of just – it just hit me. It's like this is a really selfless thing to do because a lot of people don't 
come to terms with, um, you know, things that you've had to come to terms with. And obviously, I guess we'll see it when we um, look at this, uh, look at look at the documentary. And this thing is coming, it's coming to Louisville, right? Are, are yeah, you... we come to Louisville uh, next next month. We're showing it next month. It's a private screening um, next month in Louisville, then in Lexington. But also, uh, we're going to take it national um, at the top of the year in January. But we are doing a private screening um, in Louisville um, and in Kentucky. And obviously, we want to bring out the UofL team, the Kentucky team, some of these young potential athletes to, that's going to hopefully make it one day. And, you know, not just basketball, football. We're going to deal with the different youth of the world so they can know, they kind of get an understanding of some things that. We, Sometimes we go through that they don't understand as far as having a lot of money and the positions that we put ourselves in and learning how to keep it and not make those mistakes. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, the the and what I know you're intricately uh, still associated with basketball, but uh, aside from oh, yeah. uh, basketball and and um, and uh, the documentary, what what are you doing these days? Um, I'm working on. Uh, for station 120, 120 Sports, uh, you can download the app for 120 Sports, and we do uh, really eight hours of uh, live uh, sports, kind of like a sports center. I'm the NBA analyst for the station. Um, I encourage everybody to check it out. It's the, it's the new sports, and it's an app you can have it on your phone um, every day from 5 to 1, 1 a.m. when you know, we're doing sports, and I'm, I'm the NBA analyst for the station. But it's a free app you download, 120 Sports. It's real simple. When you check the app out, it'll It'll blow your mind, but it's it's the new the new era of uh internet, I would say internet, phone, the whole era of just watching sports and keeping up with sports throughout the day. All right, cool. Hey, one two more questions before I know you, you're busy. Um, and we want to let you go. Two more questions. Um, what number one? What do you think about this UK team this year, two thousand what fifteen, fourteen, whatever? <laughs> uh. I like them. I think that, I mean, obviously they're young, um, but they're long, they're athletic. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can run the table. I don't think they can run the table. Okay. Um, you know, because the college basketball is a little different. I mean, obviously you can have one bad night and, and I don't think it's bad. My biggest thing with them, I, I like the platoon system a little bit, but it, I think when you play a tough opponent, it's going to be very difficult the last six, seven minutes to pick out who you're going to play. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the tough. I think that's going to be the tough part about it. But uh, obviously, I'm a wildcat. But I mean, they are my favorite uh, to win the championship. But you never know in college. College is always difficult because you can have one bad night and, and ruin it all. But um, it could be a special team. I mean, obviously, they got they got the talent in place. They got potential. Nine, like Dan McDonald's all Americans is always a a tremendous plus. We don't we don't get that too often. One team gets that too often in college basketball. You hope to get one McDonald's All American that long, get nine of them. So it's interesting to see if, if they can pull it off. Absolutely. Hey, and one one more question. Look, I went to I went to SIU Carbondale, right? And uh, I'd never before that I'd never been to Chicago, but I was when I went there. <laughs> I was introduced to like you know house and everything, every everything Chicago. Because at that time it was a uh, crucial conflict was out and all that stuff. So and do or die and everything. But um, I I, I mean Chicago obviously Chicago is a great place and in, 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 it's your hometown. I wanted I always wanted to know when you did when you made a move you know whatever you did dunked or whatever big big time shot which you had a bunch of them. <laughs> Well, man, did, did the shimmy come from Chicago? 
<laughs> man, actually, the shimmy came from when I was in school, and we used to always, it's funny, we used to always clown around and kick it, like, this, all the guys on the team, but we I used to always dance. It do got a little bit to do with it, but Chicago is a dancing place. People don't understand that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I came from school one day. I just we was in college. We was, I, I got a dunk and started shaking, and I was like, man. Uh, long as coach was like, as long as I get back in the press, you can do what you got to do. As long as I get back in the press, so it kind of it kind of started off like as a joke for the most part, and then it just kind of it kind of translated to I just started doing in the NBA. And it's funny because fifty percent of people like the other fifty percent yes. I used to get cru- I used to get crucified for doing the people. You know, a lot of yeah. people don't like to see you celebrate. I think it's a certain type of arrogance to it. But yeah. after a while, it just became natural. And then people like to see me do it. So I I tried to pick the right spots to do it. So I always try to pick a spot where obviously we went in or we making a, a strong comeback. As long as I'm doing it in a positive sense, I try to keep it at that. Yeah, but absolutely. Now, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. It's actually, like you just said, everybody talks about it. So it was actually beneficiary for me because it's something that people always remember about me. I mean, yeah. Every, I mean, I, I I look forward to you doing it after, you know, after you did something, <laughs> after you did something cold. So yeah, I, yeah. I loved it. I loved it, man. Yeah. Hey, I pre- yeah, we so appreciate it. Was, it was oh, go now, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. And, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was just something that I made up. It was nothing, no, no, no hidden secrets behind it. Just something that came out to be... <laughs> Hey. Prematurely, that came out to be something that lasts the rest of my life. Hey man, nah, I mean it's it's a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, definitely I appreciate you calling in, taking the time. I mean, as as a Cats fan and watching your career, um, you know, and 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 you know, it was it was, it was you had a long career, successful career, and um, we appreciate you calling in, and I definitely I'm looking forward to coming to the uh, screening at um. At um at, at uh in in Louisville when you guys come up. What is it next? Is it December, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. a couple weeks it'll be up. So uh, right, cool. look forward to meeting you coming out, man. You got, you're going to enjoy it, man. It's a good film. Hey, no doubt, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mr. Walker. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me on. All right, take Bye. care. Antoine Walker, man. Hey, man, he's, I mean, that guy, you know, he just, he did his thing, man. I mean, he yeah, he, he brought person, to me, brought personality to, um, to, um, to the game, you know, it was. It's always a pleasure to see people enjoy what they do, and um, and especially when they're good at it. And then you know, they 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 it's entertaining. He, he was very entertaining, man. I mean, I was mad. I, I do have to say, I had I should have told him. I have to take exception because he scored like I'm a Wizards fan, and he scored uh, 49 points on him. Everybody scored on the Wizards. <laughs> Well, who hasn't scored in the Wizards? <laughs> well, like, like, it's a UK connection there this year. You know, you got John Wall, so hey. And yeah, uh, cool. I was hoping you'd ask him as a Cowboy fan who was a better basketball player, him or Don McNabb. They played. Oh the yeah, I know, I know. They both went to what was uh, it? Carmel. Uh, Carmel. Carmel. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know if he played. I should have asked him. I didn't know if he played football. They run well. They run the same basketball team. I was that's, asking that's who's, right. the, who's better basketball. And I, 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 I guess now that he's, uh, I've just connected with him. I can say this: he took that shimmy from Mark Jackson. We all know that <laughs> Mark Jackson like, was doing the shimmy for the Pacers and the Knicks <laughs> while he's in Chicago. He don't want to admit it. That's cool. <laughs> but he, as we talked about sampling earlier in the show, he sampled that from Mark he Jackson. Sa- he sampled it. He sampled it from Mark Jackson. <laughs> yeah. well, he I knows said, it. I know it. Hey, Everyone man. knows it. <laughs> hey man, nah man, it was, it was, it was, it was cool. That was cool. Um. Look, man, st- sticking with the NBA, um, what's 
I should have asked him, but what I, you know, he, he does that NBA thing. He's uh, the analyst. But man, what's going on with the uh, with the Cavs, man? What's what's going? I mean, is it the coach? Is it uh, is it the no no chemistry? I mean, should they have traded for Kevin Love? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of. I mean, I mean, it's still early. It's only what. Yeah, Six, we're about twenty games into the 20 season games. of an eighty-two game season. It's yeah. early. It's early, but they you know you got they got to climb back. And if I think if you go back, correct if I'm correct, you go back and look at the Heat. The first the first season, the Big Three was together. They struggled a little bit at the beginning yeah. of that year as well. And, yeah, and of course they end up losing in the finals. So, but after the you know before they went three years of dominance. So, it's going to take some getting used to. I think yeah. uh, it's it's adjustment of roles for not just LeBron and and Kevin Love because Kevin Love is kind of here's the problem with Kevin Love is because of the situation. He can't be the same. You're expecting to get the Kevin Love he's got in Minnesota, and you're not going to get that yeah. and with the with the players around him and, and the and the game plan they want to do in Cleveland. You're going to get more of what you saw from Chris Bosh, which is kind of limiting him to standing around the perimeter. Now he's a better shooter than Chris Bosh, which is effective, but it, it takes away his rebounding and some of the things he can do offensively because he's being pushed back to that role of being almost a spot shooter, which is one of the reasons why I thought it was kind of overrated going after him. You can get you know six eleven big guys that can be outside spot shooters, they're a dime a dozen. You don't have to go out and put a big price to get a Kevin Love to do that. That's all you're going to ask him to do. Right. To me, I, I, I get rid of Deion Waiters. I, I just For some reason, I just feel like he's not a good mix <laughs> there. And, and if, if push comes to shove, you can actually move Kyrie Irving. I mean, you can get something back for Ooh. him. If you can get players that fit a more of a better system yeah. around LeBron, I think, then yeah, do it. I, I, you know, LeBron, it looks like LeBron is, is one of he's – a, he's a veteran – He's a senior guy in the NBA. You know, it's weird calling him a senior guy because what is he twenty nine? So, but I mean, he is he is a like senior that. guy. Um, I mean, he's probably got what eight nine more years left if you look at productive years. If you look at how Jordan did it, yeah, um, Jordan and I, also took a couple years off in between though. And so Jordan is the six, exception seven, to the rule. But. Six seven, you know, because Kobe's thirty six. Right, but the last two years of Kobe have been yeah. mostly just gunning the ball and not yeah, so really playing good team basketball. So we get LeBron keeps his body right. He's gotten his weight. He's gotten his yeah. weight weight down. Um, he's not injury prone. That's um, been very fortunate for that. So you know, you give him six seven years. So he's got you know he's got a window out of six seven years. Two championships will be doing good. And you got to think every year going into this from now on is. You're going to you have the fear of diminishing talent. Oh, absolutely. Anything after I've always uh, and it's not uncommon, but I've always said the, the peak of an NBA career is 28 to 34, and it can vary some some in sooner, some in later. And Lebronski's like you said, he's 30 years old. He'd probably go 36, 37, maybe. But the, in terms of the dominant level that we expect to see him from this year, you're probably only looking at maybe three or four more years, maybe five at the most. So it's probably one of the good reasons you want to keep it. I think it's it'll be okay for Cleveland. I have no worries that Cleveland's going to be in the NBA Finals. Uh, it may be a little bit more of a rocky road to get there than we assumed, at least especially from the, the sample size we have at the beginning of the season. But for the most part, they are still clearly the most talented team in the terms of depth and talent in the NBA in the Eastern Conference at least. And when it comes down to it, that's the reason why the NBA does seven-game series. You don't get upset. You can get upset in a game, maybe two. But in the long run, in a seven-game series through the playoffs, talent will always prevail, bar none, one hundred percent of the time. And there is nobody who has more deeper talent than the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. But the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Browns. <laughs> no, I still got the NFL on my mind. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, you know, he, and, and that's the thing, though, right? LeBron, you know, he he's got 
what do you do? I mean, he's got a rookie coach. Um, he's coach got is irrelevant. Um, huh? The coach is irrelevant. Well, uh, it's, my, it's, uh, it's it's not as big a deal in this well, situation I mean, just, as is. It, it adds to, it adds to the soap opera, right? I mean, it, it makes it's an add on. So he's got that. He's got you know you got the new coach, new to the NBA, fresh to the NBA period. And then you've got um who's the, who's the other guy uh, wait waiters that's what and yeah, I got a joke I got a joke about waiters they said that um <laughs> they said they said that uh, Dion Waiters came out and looked in the crowd and was like wow man all these people came to see me warm up. Because <laughs> yeah. he's not getting any minutes. It's he's funny. not getting. He's not getting any minutes. Because last year it was the waiters was blaming. He's not starting. He was blaming Irving and Tristan Thomas for being like this little tandem that that shared with nobody type thing. And you can't, you you didn't know who was in the right or the wrong. Was was waiters being over over dramatic? What is is really the situation? And now when you look at it with with Walker, I mean that was Walker. Now I'm looking at Antoine's name in my name. But with uh, LeBron you coming Antoine in, Walker fan, uh, yeah, all <laughs> over again. Uh, more so than now than I ever was back when I was kid. <laughs> I'll say that much. But now, now as I've watched the season progress, I almost feel like Waiters may have been more the the cancer than the cure last year. And I think Waiters is the one that needs to go. And you can get something for Waiters, but you don't really need yeah. to go out and get the most talented player if you trade a Nate Waiters or even trade a Kyrie Irving. You just need to get the players that mesh the system best that play around LeBron. That's right. the biggest deal, and that's why I thought Love Trade was a little overrated. You get, yeah, you can get Norris Cole. Yeah, I mean, I can go out and get Troy Murphy. He's going to do the same thing that Kevin Love's doing right now. He's going to stand right. out there at the three-point line and take wide-open shots. I mean, and he's going to cost a lot less, and if I'd done that, I'd still have Andrew Wiggins at least to lead yeah, on as well. I, I think I think that that's going to end up being a, something that, that bites him because, why? I don't, you know, of course it's hindsight, but, I mean. Not true. Wig, I mean, I don't I just, yeah. I mean, but hey, it's done. It's done, and he's going to have to do it. Um, King James is going to have to do it, and uh, I hope he does. I think he can do it. You know, I mean, I, who's out of the East? Who's coming out of the East? You got, you got the Cavs. I mean, you got um, Chicago. Uh, if they're one hundred percent healthy, but outside healthy, that, nobody. No, there's nobody Chicago. that's got the talent depth. The Wizards. Again, nobody. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, Wizards were like two games away from uh, from. Uh, what were they doing? As soon, soon as Kyrie Irving realizes, the learns how to play without having to, to play without the ball in his hand, yeah. then they'll get better. Because that's the problem. Yeah. He's used to being able to run an offense with the ball in his hands, and so is Deion Waiters. And both of them are going to have to realize that that's the same thing LeBron needs to do to be effective. He needs the ball and the offense to run through him. And Kyrie Irving is not at that Dwayne Wade stage yet where Wade was able to be able to know when to pick his his poisons, when to, when to say, this is where I'm going to put the ball in my hand, this is where I'm going to uh, progress and hand it off to you, LeBron. Wade was more and experienced. And he'd been through that with, with Shaq. Right. Kyrie hasn't been through that. He's been the man. He's always been the guy that needs to But he's the never ball. won, though. I mean, he's been the— be, He's still he's young. The, I mean, he's still he's only, what, 22 years old. He, I mean, he, He's been the man. He hasn't made it through a whole season healthy. He's, he's been the man because he's had to have been the man. I mean, the guy you played, grew up playing college, high school basketball in New Jersey. There's not many guys you're passing to the ball in New Jersey when you got the talent like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah you can do the do – the, why, why are you dogging the East Coast guys, man? I'm just dogging New Jersey. Huh? What are you going to hand it to the, the, oh. the, the situation? Is he going to run a pick and roll? Well, your, man, <laughs> your man. Your man. Your man's a situation. Hold <laughs> on. Who's Snooki, from New Jersey? Is Snooki going to drop down on a, on a low pick post? Kenny, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kenny, what's his name? Dude from Georgia Tech. Kenny, uh, Kenny Anderson. Well, he's from New York. I thought he was from New Jersey. No, he played at New Anderson? Jersey. Okay, he played yeah, he for the Nets. Bishop, yeah. He went to Bishop Malloy, right? Yeah, he's yeah. from New York. He's a New York kid. Okay. Along with uh, Russ Smith and Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith and New uh, Jersey. I don't know Born too many Ready. People. I don't know too many people. Born Ready. Lance Stevenson. 
Who? Lance Stevenson, born right. Oh, I, man, you, come on, man. New Jersey. He's not, he's not. Lance Stevenson is not to that level yet. New Jersey's produced like you know Bruce Springsteen is. and, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Naughty by Nature. I mean, it's New Jersey. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi. There you go. Frank Sinatra's I mean, Nature's from New Jersey. What? Did you know Frank Sinatra's actually from Dirty New Jersey? Dirty Jersey, man. I didn't know that. Come on, man. Are they, are they New Jersey's uh, claim to fame for hip-hop? My name's Graffiti Written on your kitten. Huh? What do you say? They're New Jersey's claim to hip-hop. Who's New Jersey? Oh, Redman. Oh, Redman's from, okay. Redman's from the bricks. The brick city, man. Poor righteous teachers. New Jersey's got a- Trenton makes the world takes. So clearly New Jersey's got its fingerprint in the music scene very heavily, so they can uh, yeah. they can pass the buck in sports over to New York, along with everything else in culture. Yeah, it's not a whole- Yeah, I don't know a whole lot of athletes from New Jersey. I don't know. But I mean, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is think about that over the break. We just we're joined by some uh, Mr. B. He's got this is big guy. He just came here with a B on his chest. We'll be right back. Out of bounds. B for bounds. Just kiss me, then I'll kiss you back. I'll kiss you back. I kiss you back. Now I'm hoping that you hear me because I love it when you hear me. And I'm telling you sincerely that if you kiss me, girl, I'll kiss you back. Because I really, really, really like you, and I just want to make it clear. <clears throat> Well, we're the freaks of the industry. My man, Money B. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? We're back. Um, we're talking about when we left. Out of bounds, of course. Real quick, Brent. Talked about one hit wonder stuff, people not like one, one hit, hit wonders. Wonder. Yeah. Do you think Shock G gets mad when people still call him Humpty Hump? Humpty Hump was cold, man. But that's like his alter ego, his one hit wonder yeah. alter ego. Do you think he gets mad? He's like, I'm Shock G, man. Probably not. I'm the one I mean, who put the satin on your panties. People I mean that's people, <laughs> people probably know him more as being a Humpty Hump, right? Yeah. Do you think he gets upset by that? Like one hit somebody somebody's get upset by asking to play the one hit wonder all the time? Do you think probably he gets, embraces it? Think he embraces it? That's like a classic. That's classic. That 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 uh that album was classic. Sex Package was classic. Oh, it's awesome. Man. I mean, yeah. it's, when I say I love Shock G, and people are like, "Who?" and I'm like, "Humpty Hump." They're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, that guy's right." Cool. Right, I'm right, like, "Yeah, right. he, guess that's what he like, does? Yeah. Other stuff other than getting busy in a Burger King bathroom." Okay, hey, that's like, hey, look, that's like uh, that's like <laughs> that's like people would say, "Hey man, that goes Hootie." <laughs> <laughs> you going to that Hootie concert tonight? What? Darius Rucker? Oh, Hootie. Yeah, yeah, Hootie. I'm going to Hootie, man. Yeah. I call my buddy Hootie yeah. sometimes. He gets, I, I've never seen him get more mad. But he looks dead like Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, for real? He could be a doppelganger of this him, yeah. yeah. But, but see, he gets so mad when I call him. But that's the thing. He, he wasn't even, he's not even Hootie, though. It's like, I yeah, think, it's, yeah, he's not even Hootie. He's a blowfish. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure he's one of the blowfish? Yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't think. Who's Hootie? But he's the he's lead not, singer. So the lead yeah, singer but it's not he, Hootie, though. It's not like Huey, Huey Lewis in the news. That's the exact example yeah. I was thinking of. Actually. <laughs> it's not like, uh, it's like, oh, oh, even worse, it's like Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, right? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, uh, Jethro Toll's not actually a member of the band. He's just, <laughs> there's no guy yeah, named Alice yeah. Cooper. Well, now he changed his name, but originally that was the name of the band. There was no one named Alice right. Cooper. Right. I mean, he embraced know. it, obviously. Yeah, but only like music 
music people will know that, right? Yeah. You know, people that like are really digging that stuff. But uh, we're back, we're back, man. Check it. Like I said before, if you want to get in on the conversation, Oxmoor Full Lincoln Buzz Line, 502-384-1450, 1450-WXVW. They're on Facebook and Twitter and everything else with all that live sportscasting. Don't know, forget our play-by-play. Play. We all have play uh, Western play. Kentucky tonight starting at 6.30, which is why you're doing a little early edition today with me. That's right. Oh, Toppers, we'll, baby. We'll Western Kentucky, they travel to Stony Brook tonight, uh, starting with the pregame at 6.30 and tip off at 7 o'clock tonight here on uh, 1450. I know Captain went to Stony Brook. I went to Western. Yeah, man. Scott O'Laughlin went to Western, too. Uh, yeah, and he, I'm sure he graduated. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, know. He's in good shape. Know. He could take Cherry Hill on a daily basis. Me, after about two years, I couldn't take Cherry Hill no more. Well, he goes to the 24-hour gym, so you know he's got us all beat. I could, I could go there, too, but it's just to watch TV and hang out. <laughs> but if you want to get in, text us on that Lotus Gunworks text line, 502-414-1450. Um, like us on Facebook, OOB, hashtag OOB, Twitter. We need a Twitter page, Scott. And Facebook, out of bounds, backslash. Facebook.com forward slash OOB radio. Yeah, there we go. There you go. But look. Now that we've done, we've done all the announcements. We got to take this brizake. Were you going to say something? Real quick? No, not at all. Okay, we're going to take this brizake. We'll be right back with more freaks out of bounds. Without picking it up, petting, teasing, taking it on home and pleasing it. Cause we're the freaks of the industry. Use a freak money. Ula culture, what's happening? We're back. It's out of bounds. Trouble on my mind. Refuse to lose. Here's my ticket. Here the drummer get wicked. Hey, that's another funky drummer, man. That's another funky drummer, man. P used that funky drummer, that James Brown. Um, but look, look, that was you know, that was cool. Hey, man. Here's here's you know what? I was thinking about this over the break. I was thinking about this. Okay. Both U of L and Kentucky and a lot of other top-notch teams, basketball teams I'm talking about, you can do it in basketball because there's so many games. They're playing these cupcake games, right? Which, hey, I've got no problem with some tune-up games, things like that. But when you have a fan base that are season ticket holders and as high as these season tickets are for these men's basketball games, I think I would be insulted if I was a season ticket holding fan that I have to pay by these packages that have all these bogus teams in it, man. I mean, especially at the beginning of the season. I mean, you know, and U of L doesn't, you know, I mean, it's not a critique. It's just an observation of I'm not saying what I'm not saying it's competition or do it or don't do it because 
you know, Patino's does it historically, and he's and he comes out okay. He's he's got a winning formula. But what I'm saying is, and I know Kentucky's got a schedule that I think Kentucky's got a tougher non-conference schedule because their conference schedule is weak, right? And of course, once you U of L gets into their conference schedule, it's going you're going to get into some great games. But the these early games, you get, I mean, you got like ten up to ten games. You got up to ten games that are like. You are. It's not. They're not even entertaining. Like Savannah State didn't score. Well, they scored nine points in the first half last night. Seven I mean, actually. Seven <laughs> points, and it's like, come on, man. I mean, the biggest thing about Savannah State was the horse broad Broadnax is the coach, and he went to Georgetown and played with Pat Ewing and all that. You know, back in the day, he they was cold. He could have used a little sleepy Floyd and Pat Ewing last. I mean, last night, use somebody, man. Give you some Michael Graham or somebody, man. <laughs> to I mean, to you your know. point, though. Uh, with basketball, it's not. A, I don't think because you're you're bound to get. I mean, you're going to get, you know, twenty home games if you're getting five or six duds. Yeah, how it goes and it's how it just goes. the way it works. Now, football it reflects a little differently. You when, can't do it football it. because there there and aren't you, enough and games. You have done it. I mean, you see Louisville have you know cupcake schedules while yeah. playing and the, with AAC and Is the, that tic- the, and the tickets uh, reflect that. I think ticket sales do reflect it. You know, with a program like Louisville, now some programs it doesn't matter. They're going to sell it regardless. But basketball, I mean. You know, it's like when you buy those ticket packages from the Pacers, which I do sometimes and I've done many, many right. times. You'll get like, uh, you'll get the, for instance, like if I'd done it this year, I would get like the Cavs. I get the Heat. But then I get, I go watch also them play the, you know, the Wizards. Or that's a bad well, example this year. But, <laughs> but, but you, know, the, you know, I have to go watch them play the Sixers as well, at least well, once. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers, you know, it's okay. They're bad. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. At least you've got a professional caliber team. I mean, even though the Sixers are bad. They've got Noel, Nerlens Noel, Michael Carter Williams. They've got some great players on that team. They just, you know, what for whatever well, reason, on, they're not winning. On the devil's advocate winning. of it, though, if you're a fan, I mean, do you not? Yes, you're watching your team. You're watching another team just just flat out be laid out. You know, like not, like it's nothing. But you're also getting to watch almost a highlight reel of your own team. Is that not maybe sometimes? And then when and you're going to a cheaper game, you're probably not paying the normal ticket price because you're getting it from maybe a ticket a season ticket holder, and he maybe just gave you the tickets and right. I mean, yeah, you know, hey. I'm some not, people like watching the highlight reel of their team winning by I 50 don't, points. I, I don't, don't either, I don't, but I'm just saying some do. I don't. I mean, you know, I want I want to be entertained, you know, and I don't want the best entertainment to come from a uh, from an Asian lady on a uh, on a unicycle flipping dishes. Hey, that halftime which is what show they do. is very fun, by the way. I mean, it's a good, it's, it's a, good a, it's a talent show. to have. <laughs> it's a great talent to have. You know, you know, a, a twenty foot high unis, unicycle flipping, uh, flipping dishes. Hey, I've had season tickets to Pacers. I tell you right now, there's one thing that's worth having tickets to an NBA game is the halftime shows. They're entertaining as all get out. Sometimes, yeah, they're entertaining. I mean, they have to be. I mean, you know, because that's what you. That's the cost of the ticket price too. But what I'm saying is, the product on the court. I don't want. I don't want for like to have to the the, ten, the first ten games that I go to, at home games at the Yum Center. I don't want to watch. I want to see at least. I mean, give me a top fifteen team. I don't want to have to go to Puerto Rico or at least a name you, know. you may recognize. Yeah, I mean because because on a, on even on a great NCAA team, your your team if you're if you're the home if you're a home team person. You you might have if you're lucky you might have three guys going to the league. I think global fans most average team. If there are little fans that are a little upset about the lack of competition, able to see with their tickets prices at this moment, they will get their money worth when uh, Duke comes down and 
Syracuse comes down. They conference play comes. Oh around, yeah, they're yeah. their money's worth. Well, absolutely. That's what I was saying. Yeah, the conference. The conference. You know, once you you got to play at least one home game against everyone. Um, but hey, so these schools got to get back. paid too. That's what they're coming there for. They're coming to get some money as well. They know they're going to get blown out. You played at a small school. You kind of know how that. I mean, I don't know if you ever did. You ever play while in your better days of uh, eligibility in North Carolina? Did you? Go and play a Division two school or Division one school to basically get a paycheck for your university. Oh, we did it all the time. Okay, so and then I mean, we yeah. just did it this year. We played Duke and got beat by. That's right. Yeah, it's correct. Yeah, it's so. a payday, right? It's a payday for the smaller schools. Um, well, fans can look at it as charity work. I mean, I yeah, <laughs> you have, I mean, you got to do it. You have to do it. But I'm talking about if you look at that U of L schedule, man. It is. It is. It's a, like it's ten games that. in a row, man. It is. I you mean, I can see a couple. You know, put some cupcakes in there. But doggone, if you're gonna play, I mean, like, like somebody was saying today, I mean, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play Savannah State, play Bellarmine, man, make it interesting for the local crowd. To Patino's. unless you just don't want to embarrass Daddy Davenport. Oh, this year they played Bellarmine. Yeah. They did, oh, yeah, man. they played Bellarmine earlier. But uh, Patino, I play mean, him I, again, man. To his point, I think for this <laughs> schedule, because a lot of times Patino will have schools on there that you think is nothing, but they're usually pretty good mid majors. This year he didn't do that, and I think a lot of it's to do with one. The ACC schedule and and the fact yeah, that you know you schedule. have a whole new team you're yeah. coming into the season, you you want to be able to give them confidence because it's going to get rough getting into the ACC schedule. I promise you that. Oh, absolutely, cool. absolutely. But like I said, you know, that's no indictment. I don't I don't know anything about scheduling. I'm just speaking as a as a as a fan. Fan, like, take it hold. You know, if I'm coming into town, like say for instance, if I'm coming into town. Um, I want to see some good competition. Yeah, you want to see Louisville play if you're in town, like on a business trip or something like that. These and are the games you have a better ticket. chance of getting a good ticket. And that's true. That's to. that's a point also. That that's that's a great point. That's definitely a great point. Um, but hey, man, that was, that was just you know a couple cents. You know what I mean? That was, that was all. That was that was it, man. That's all. That's all I got. That's all I have. You gonna drop the mic like Ricky Henderson now? Nah, we can't drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Let hey, George Costanza leave on a high note. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. But uh, look, switch over to the NFL right quick. Back over the NFL right quick. Um, my Cowboys in the um in the lead in the league. We'll tie with with your with your Eagles, Trevor. For at least another 72 hours, yes. Yes, Turkey Day. Who's gonna be Who's gonna be eating fried? Is it gonna be fried eagle? Are you gonna be having turkey, or are you gonna be having crow? Is or, what you're asking. Well, who's gonna crow? I mean, you, the Phillies favorite. Philly's the favorite. They have to be. No, no, Dallas. It's at Dallas. They'll at least get a three-point favorite. I, I don't know, it. Trev. I don't know. What the, what is, is the line already out? I don't know. Uh, the line is it should be Dallas out. hasn't been – Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is minus three. Minus three, but they so haven't been great. So it's a pick them, so they're getting the three points for being at home. They haven't been great at home, you know. And the Eagles have been poor on the road. Eagles were undefeated at home, but have, have all their losses, all three losses on the road at this point. So it's going to be – yeah, uh, I think it'll be an interesting game because Sanchez in there. It's not like it's Foles. All Foles wasn't playing that great to begin with. Uh, Eagles defense has been opt- uh, make, taking opportunities when it comes, but still giving up a lot of yards and a lot of points. But yet putting up uh, special teams and defensive touchdowns to kind of even things out, especially in a fantasy point of view. It, it'll be a tough. It's going to be a tough game for, for for both teams, and it's at least nice to see a good game. On Thanksgiving, because sometimes it yeah. gets we got annoying a when games. you get those cupcakes. So the Bears Lions isn't a three, bad game. Three it's, games. A, it's a rivalry at least, and then of course, obviously, the late night game, the new addition, the new trend. The, the late night will be the Seahawks and Niners. So that'll be a good. One. That'll be obviously a, who very, else is a playing battle. Those are, uh, Lions and uh, Bears is the first. Lions, game. Tigers, and Bears. While the, the Bears aren't as good as they, they were hoped the to be, game. it's still a rivalry game. I mean, it's still 
It's better than watching the Raiders and Cowboys. I mean, come on. Didn't Green Bay used to play traditionally on uh, Thanksgiving? It's always been Detroit and uh, Dallas. Detroit, yeah. I know Detroit. Detroit and Dallas. Yeah, Detroit. And about uh, four years ago, they added the the third late-night game as well, which Philadelphia hosted against Arizona a couple years ago. That's the game, like, I don't know who – I don't – I guess it's like after everybody goes home. It's the 830 game, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The reason why Detroit and uh, Dallas do this is because years and years and many, many years ago – uh, when the NFL decided to do Thanksgiving games, no one wanted to do it. They, everyone almost refused to. They actually had to force Detroit and Dallas to take them. And after the great success very early on of it, they were because they were able to – they were the ones that had to fall on the sword, so to speak, in year one, they would now have the privilege of being able to host these games, two games that anybody in the league would give their left leg to have. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to um, eat that turkey with, like, eight legs on it? I want, where did they get those turkeys, man? Where, where, I don't know where they get those turkeys. Those with the with the five or six legs or whatever, man. I don't know, but I, I want I want to see what that turkey tastes like. I hope it's. Can you fry that turkey with all those legs on it? Hey, look, it's what we're gonna do. We gotta. First we of got, all, you can fry anything. Come on, <laughs> that's, that's not yeah, understanding. Yeah. If, if, if it's edible, it can be fried. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've not. Yeah. If you've been, ever been in Kentucky State Fair, you know that. Um, but look, we're going to go to the Oxmoor Four Lincoln Buzz Line. We've got a, another very special guest, Mr. Kerry Rhodes. You you know him if you're a U of L fan, Arizona Cardinal fan, NFL fan, fan of football. Um, Mr. Kerry Rhodes, how you doing, Mr. Rhodes? I'm doing good, man. How you guys doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for calling in, taking the time to do it today. I, I, oh, no question, man. Cool, cool. Hey, um, I wanted to real quick. I want. I, you, you. I mean, of course, you're an all-pro uh, defensive back in the NFL. You're a free agent this year, right? Uh, say it one more. I couldn't hear you say it again. I'm sorry. No, no I'm sorry. You're an all-pro. I said, of course, you're an all-pro um, defensive back in the NFL, and this is your you're a free agent this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I what I what I wanted to get to was when you came to the University of Louisville uh, from Alabama. When you came to the University of Louisville, you were originally recruited as a quarterback. Is that right? That is correct, man. That's 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 one of the main reasons I came to Louisville because, uh, you know, other, other schools wanted me to come in and be an athlete, play other positions, but Louisville gave me the opportunity to come play quarterback, so to speak. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That was kind of the, the lure. That was kind of the lure to get me in there. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, but obviously, obviously it worked out for you pretty well. But I was, I just found it interesting. I didn't know that. And, um, you know, I mean, but you had some pretty good, pretty, pretty good stats out of high school. And then also you were a, a great baseball player. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that about you either. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, my stats, I mean, coming out of high school, I was, uh, I mean, I was the, the second best quarterback coming out of the state of Alabama behind uh Behind actually Philip Rivers, so you know wow. Philip Rivers, uh, his his uh, his uh, his quarterback in days worked out pretty well, so I probably could have been all right, but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I can't I, I can't complain, man. Uh, I mean the school did a great job for me, man, and I guess they figured that you know they need to get me on the field and play some other positions, and I got it done, so it worked out, man. I can, I have no complaints here. All right, cool. I mean I'm gonna tell you I, I enjoy um, I enjoy watching you play. Um, you know, you know, great, great career, and I'm sure it's not over. But I, you know, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, what, what, um, 
how do you okay as a free agent? What do you do? You still well, obviously, I know, I know, you probably know the answer to this question, but um, do you still have? <laughs> do you still have the? But I, I'll put it this way: Do you still have the same um, intense workout routine as a free agent as as you do as doing the you know on the regular season roster? Well, I mean, it, it it depends on how how active you are trying to get back. Man, I mean, for me, okay. it's for me. I, I mean, I'm if if somebody calls, I would be ready, but I'm not really actively pursuing it. You know what I mean? So okay. it's a little different. But for me, but for me, just for my own self, I mean, I I work out hard all the time, and I work out four days a week right now. And and when I go when I work out, I go I go hard. I don't go in and half step. So it's it's uh it's me working. I work for sure. I go hard. Okay, and are you in it? Is uh are you still is Alabama still is, is it still your home or you have you you know West Coast or yeah I'm on the West Coast man I'm right now I'm in I'm out here in, I'm out here in L A right now that's my that's my base right now okay uh it's I mean you know you can't beat seventy five degrees uh, <laughs> right now in, in uh, yeah. the end of November <laughs> right yeah you can't beat that and, uh, can't you know, can't blame as much as I love Louisville. As much as I love Louisville, New York, and Alabama, and all that, man, I just can't beat this weather right now. So that's where I'm at right now. Hey, well, look, I'm I'm envious. I, I don't blame you at all. The weather extremes are crazy. <laughs> Carrie, it's Trevor Kelsey here. Uh, good to have you on. Uh, now, first of all, as an Eagles fan, I would welcome you with open arms into our secondary in a heartbeat right now, and you can have a jersey <laughs> on Thursday if you if you would like. But I would like to uh, move it back to the, your college days, Louisville-Kentucky rivalry week this weekend. What were some of your favorite experiences yeah. with that rivalry? You had four games with Kentucky through with two coaches, John Allen and Petrino. What were some of your best memories yeah. and, and your thoughts of moving this game? Because you played it at the beginning of the season where you had been happier when yeah. your days at Louisville if this would have been the last game of the season opposed to when you were there? You know what? I, I think I think it can work either way. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm biased. I, I like it being the first game of the year just because you work all summer and you, you have like – Everything you do in the off season is geared towards Kentucky. You know what I mean. So it made the preparation fun. You know that everything you're working towards and working for was directly for that first game of the year. And you know that if you come out and slip and lose that first game in college, it can be a disaster. It can it can ruin your season. So it put a lot of emphasis on that week and and getting getting prepared to go out and play Kentucky. Man, it just it made the whole off season worth it because you can you can have little side things going on to make you get motivated just for that particular game. And it was a, it was so fun, man. And for me, like personally, one of the, one of the, one of my best moments in that robbery was, uh, we came out, it was my senior year and we played them. And, uh, I came out and Shane Boyd threw one up there for me and I took it, picked it off and took it to the house. And, you know, we, I think we, uh, ended up beating them pretty bad. I think it was 28 to nothing. So, uh, it worked out well for us. That, that was the rare Petrino taking a knee went up twenty eight nothing too. In case, to piggyback on that, um, Louisville is, it seems that seems as though uh, Louisville's becoming, or I guess maybe it has already been established as a um, a, a great team, a great uh, college team for de- defensive backs. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got you got oh, Wade yeah, Gay oh, yeah. at Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. Your Jets uh, uh, drafted a drafted Calvin safety Pryor. Calvin Pryor out of last year out of Louisville. Uh, what I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Is what, I mean, how proud of you are? How proud of you are uh, of the university yeah. of you are are you um, that you know your fellow guys in the defensive back 
defensive backfield getting drafted this rate and high and being successful. Man, in you NFL. know, you know what? I, I was just uh, I just tweeted something on that like uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, but we're pretty much we're we're really DB DBU right now. Like it's really yeah. it's, it's really a great thing to see. I mean, it's not even like it doesn't it doesn't begin with myself. I mean, it it goes back to to all those, to, to the other guys, man. Uh, Sam Madison and. Ray Buchanan and, and all those guys. I mean, Curry Burns, Anthony Floyd, all those guys paved the way for us. And then I came, and, and then uh, you have Calvin Pryor, you have uh, Will Gay, like you said, and then now you have this kid, Holloman, that's, got, that's breaking all our records. I'm like, man, what is he doing over there? <laughs> like, he's not going to leave us any legacy over there. He's taking over right now. So uh, it's, uh, it's great, man. I like to see it, though, man. It's, it's fun, and it, and, it gives, and it brings our school and our, uh, and our team notoriety, which is a, which is a big deal. Absolutely, and, and, and what what exactly when you watch a guy like Gerard Holman, Kerry, you you've been in the NFL, you had many years experience, you played with NFL secondary players, and, and for you a great college yeah. career, eleven interceptions, which is nothing to shake your head at, but Holman's passed that already in one season, which is it just shows how amazing the year he's had. When you watch him play, do you see a future NFL player in him, and also not just him, but anyone else like uh, Molden and other players on that defense? How much impact do you see those guys making at the next level? Man, those guys are those guys have a good shot, man. I mean, especially uh, especially Malden. Uh, I think with Malden, he has a he has a, a lot of potential because uh, I mean, he's played in both systems. He's played as his hand. He, he's played as a hand in a, hand in the dirt defensive end, and he's also switched over now to the three four that outside linebacker. So just having that versatility that helps him out a lot. He can play in any any defense in, the, in on the next level, so that helps. Uh, Holloman, I mean, you can never have enough playmakers on your defense, so. I mean, the fact that he's making so many plays, I don't know. It, I mean, I, don't, I haven't studied him, studied, but studied him enough to know how dynamic he is, but just seeing him play on the field and, and, and on TV, it's, I mean, no, nobody's making those plays he's making, so he definitely has a great future. And even other guys, I mean, I saw um, uh, 55, and what, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Kelsey. 55, the linebacker. Kelsey, is it Kelsey? It's Kelsey or Burris, I forget. That's what I'm sure it's who you're really talking about. Or Burgess, yeah, James he, Burgess, or Burgess, yeah, I think it's Burgess, yeah. Oh, I know, I know Burgess. Burgess is thirteen. Who okay, is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I always get the two mixed it's up, <laughs> which I shouldn't because I have the same last name, but nonetheless, not related. <laughs> yeah, man. But I mean, that whole defense. I mean, that that defense. Yeah. I mean, they didn't expect a lot from them guys because they lost a lot of guys last year, and for them guys to come out and play the way they have, it's it's really saved our season because the offense started slow. So for those guys to come out and play the way they did, they really. Kept kept uh, Louisville afloat, man, and now they're they're starting to pick up steam with Parker back, and they're looking good. No K- doubt. Kerry, if I told you in 2004 when you graduated from Louisville as a member of conference, just say that you'd be Louisville would be once in the ACC, what would you have been your reaction? If we were there in the ACC, we would have won a national championship. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if I told oh, you in 2004 yeah. as a member of conference, just say Louisville would eventually be in the ACC, would you believe me or think I'm crazy? Oh man, yeah, I wouldn't believe it at the time, but I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I, the the way the way that uh, the way that they they're running their program over there with George and the way it has all the athletics trending upwards. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised now. But if you told me back then, it's. I mean, I I wouldn't believe it, man. But it's it's so great to see how far the school has come. And now when I go back and see all the athletics and see how the university looks and. Just all the, the just all the stuff that we've accomplished and, and gained in, in such a, I mean, short period of time. It's only been ten years. I mean, it's not like it's been 
20 years, in 10 years to have all the stuff that they've had over there and, and revamped and and it's <laughs> the way it looks now, man. It's just it's a, it, it makes the alum it makes the alumni and the alumnus very proud to come back and see that, man. So, Kay, what what's tell us um last couple we got a couple minutes. Um, tell us what's what's on tap for Kerry Rose now. What what do what are you what you been up to? What's what's on uh what's on uh schedule for the future? Man, right now, man, it's just, it's all been dedicated to my production company, man. It's uh called it's the Comeback Kids, and okay. uh, it's it's a full service production company. We've been doing film, TV, commercials, documentaries, and everything. And right now what's on tap right now. I'll be coming back to Kentucky uh, December the 7th and 8th, and we're, we're, we're actually shot a, a documentary on former basketball player Antoine Walker. And I know, I know, I know, he's, I know he went to Kentucky, so calm down. I know that, but it was a, it was a great story for us, and it's, been, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's our first project out the gate, and it's been getting a lot of steam, man. we got a lot of people really, really, really enjoying it, and now we're going to bring it back to Kentucky and Louisville on December 11th, so we're going to show it to the state and show those guys what's going on, and man, and it's it's been a great project, man. So we, we're very proud of it. Yeah, Antoine was just on um, and talked about, it. and we were, you know, I mean, I, I saw the trailer for it, and I mean, that's why one reason we had you on, obviously, because you know you're you're a part of the production yes. team in that in that uh, project, yes. and I think you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm an amateur guy. I don't know anything about anything, but the uh, the trailer looks great. And I was just telling Antoine, it looked like that you guys got a a, a different perspective, you know, um, a more. It, it just felt like something that hit home, and people gravitate to and and really embrace because of he's made yeah. it to the highest heights, and he's willing to yeah. tell his story, and that's just you know a different, a, a humble, different thing. And I'm glad you guys, you know, uh, work together on the project. It looks like you know, it looks like it'll be. Uh, immensely successful. Yeah, the thing with that story, man, it's a uh, it's a cautionary tale, man. It's not just for it's not just for the athlete. It's for anybody. It can be a, a, a businessman that's running his own business, and and he gets to the peak of his career, and, and he and he can fall and lose it all. I mean, he can go bankrupt. It can be anybody in any situation, especially like Antoine. I mean, the way we the way we give you the story. I mean, you know, a lot of people had their own their their own and and um conclusions and drew their own conclusions from what they thought happened with him but they really didn't know so for us to and him to come in and agree to do the story and really give it to you raw and real and put it out there for you to really know his side of the story i mean it it helps him but it also helps the next the next young kid that's growing up or the next ceo coming up to to realize that at the blink of at the blink of eye man it can be gone and and uh and it cannot be the same way you had it so just, just to let you know, man, that those things can happen and they do happen. It's, it's, it's a great story, man. It's a great story for people to see. Hey, did you get the same type of high? Is it a similar high, um, working on a project like this from beginning to end and seeing the final product? As, as uh, you know, as as far as it the same type of high that you get from athletics, or is it some type? Is it different? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a little different. I think. Uh, the the adrenaline that you have on the field in front of eighty thousand people is a is a little different. Um, it's 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 right up there with it. I think it's uh I think it gives you a perspective. But like you said, it's something that you're putting your all into from the beginning to the end, 
and anybody and getting to see anything come to fruition and and go all the way through to its its maximum capability is uh is is something that you want to do and something that you want to see accomplished. So for me, it's it's that same thing. It's it's, it's giving me something to go out there and step by step get it done, and it being your it's 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 your name on the line with that. It's it's not. There's, there's nobody else. It's your company. That's your name. That's your that's your line. So you get it done, and and it's great. And people see that. People will gravitate to it, and that's the way. Uh, that's the way I believe. Carrie, yeah. now that you obviously we talked about your playing career and everything you got going on off the off the field now, but you played for so many good coaches: John L. Smith and Petrino at Louisville, Eric Mangini, Herman Edward, Herman Edwards, and of course Rex Ryan. Yeah. And who's more intense off the camera, Rex Ryan or Bobby Petrino? <laughs> off the camera. Off the uh, camera. Now, the or, camera or, or am I under? Am I underselling Aaron McGini or something? Maybe he's more intense than both combined. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean. Off the camera, it'll have to. I, it, I would say Bobby Petrino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I would say Bobby. He, Bobby's uh, Bobby's intense, man. And it's, the thing is, the young guys now that I don't, I think it's, I think he's uh, he's calmed down. He's mellow. He's mellowed out a little bit more. <laughs> with age or with change or whatever the case may be. But when I was there, boy, he was on us, baby. He was on us. But I, <laughs> but, but I, but I loved him, man. That's like, he's, he's still a good friend of mine now. Like I talked to, I talked to Bobby like two or three days ago. So I still talk to him now. And he's such a, he, he's, he's been humble with some things that happened and he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's a great man, man. I mean, people make mistakes and everybody makes mistakes and he's, he's, uh, he's did it. And just like everybody else has, but, He's such a great dude, man. I, I I really respect him a lot, and to have the the gumption to come back and and take this job on again and get these guys going in the right direction again, it's it was a great move, man. Great move for him and a great move for the university. Hey, Mr. Rose, we appreciate you coming on today, um, and and talking about your project, playing career, um, and 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 it, it does my heart good for a cat and the Cardinal to come together on something, you know, to collaborate. I think this might be the first <laughs> time in history that it's happened. <laughs> but yeah, not... I, I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad you agree with it because I'm still a little bit nervous when I do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but nah, hey, we wish you much success. And we'll, we'll, uh, I'll see you at the screening in December. I'm um, looking forward to a great, yeah. a great movie, great experience. Thanks a lot for calling in. We appreciate we will, it. Man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Hey, man, it's Kerry Rhodes, former L great NFL, great All-Pro, all that good stuff. And, uh, hey, thank you very much, Shirley Shanklin, for uh, getting these guys on the show, man. We, we appreciate uh, VIP communications. And all that stuff, man. I guess inside man understood why I got bumped today, right? Did he call? Did you? Did he, he didn't call. But I'm, he I said he, did, he, he said he tried. Oh, to. I didn't see. It. Maybe I missed it. I was talking to you. I, I apologize, inside man. But I just figured. I mean, he understood me. But I mean, he got Antoine Walker and Kerry Rhodes bumped him. I mean, we love you, inside man. I know Kerry didn't play for the Steelers, but still, you know, <laughs> we love you, man. Hey, man, it's time for these guys from Out of Bounds to come on. Went over a little bit, but um, you know, great show. Chad Graham and uh, his, I think, who is is Fred Moore with him? I don't even know. But um, look, go go cast, go cards. You know, good luck to everybody. And go toppers. Go who else is it? Um, go Hoosiers. All that stuff. We're out of here, man. We're leaving the Terror Dome. PE for life. Uh, what's what's Chuck D? 
Flavor Flay, Professor Griff. For everybody, me, Brandon Lawrence, Carlo Kellum, Trevor Kelsey, Terminator X. We're out of here. Peace and love out of bounds.